Good morning, everyone. It is Thursday, October 12th, and you are listening to the Mo News Podcast. I'm Jill Wagner. This is the place where we bring you just the facts. We read all of the news and read between the lines so you don't have to. Mosh, as you could tell, is off today, but it is another jam-packed day of news. So let's get to the headlines. The latest from the Middle East, Israel forms an emergency government as it goes to war against Hamas. Meanwhile, President Biden meets with Jewish leaders at the White House as we learn more about the atrocities committed in Saturday's attack. And a humanitarian crisis in Gaza, as it looks like Israel is getting ready for a ground invasion but what is the end game? Back in the U.S., House Republicans pick Steve Scalise as their nominee for speaker, but it is still not clear whether or not he could get enough votes to win the gavel. Also, American students continuing to fall behind. ACT scores show that college readiness is at a 32-year low. In business news, Birkenstock goes public and is getting a boost from Barbie. And a little celeb gossip, Jada Pinkett Smith says that she and Will Smith have actually been separated since 2016. What? Plus, I will have on this day in history. Not quite as fun without Mosh, but I shall do my best. All right, let's start overseas where things are escalating quickly in the Middle East as Israel continues to go through the devastation from Saturday's massacre done at the hands of Hamas. Israel now says 1,200 people were killed. It was the deadliest day for Jewish people since the Holocaust. More of the atrocities are becoming clear. In a televised address Wednesday night, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu detailed some of those atrocities and once again A warning for anyone listening now with kids, a good time to maybe turn this down. Netanyahu described boys and girls bound and shot in the head, people burned alive, women raped, babies and soldiers who were beheaded. President Biden met with Jewish leaders at the White House on Wednesday and said, it is important for Americans to see and understand what really happened. I've been doing this a long time. I never really thought that I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. I never thought I'd ever... Anyway, I... uh... This attack uh, was uh, a campaign of pure cruelty. Not not just hate, but cruelty against the Jewish people. Biden also saying silence is complicity Now back to Netanyahu, he said of Hamas, quote, we will crush and destroy it. To that end, Israel has formed a rare emergency government, a war management cabinet made up of key opposition members. So you've got Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Defense Minister Yoav Gallant, and ex-Defense Minister Benny Gantz, who heads up an opposition party. There is a place in the war cabinet reserved for Yair Lapid. He is the head of the opposition and he was prime minister until late last year. He has not yet responded to the invitation. Gantz and Netanyahu have been bitter political rivals up until now. It is worth noting that the far right and controversial members of Netanyahu's coalition will not be part of leading Israel's military operations. As Bloomberg puts it, this underscores Israel's unity ahead of what it says could be a prolonged military campaign. Now to that military campaign, which has already started 
There is a humanitarian crisis in Gaza where Israeli airstrikes have flattened entire city blocks. There is an unknown number of deaths at this point. The UN says at least 11 United Nations employees have been killed in Israeli airstrikes in Gaza since the weekend. Among the dead, according to the UN, five teachers, a doctor, an engineer, a psychological counselor, and three support staff. Another reminder that Gaza is densely packed. There are 2.3 million people living in a piece of land that is just 25 miles long and about seven miles wide. And so you have Israel on two of its borders, the north and the east. Egypt is on the southern border, and then the Mediterranean Sea is on its western border. About 250,000 people have fled their homes in Gaza. Most have been crowding into UN schools. Israel has cut off food, water, and fuel from entering the territory. The only power station ran out of fuel and shut down on Wednesday. There are a few people who do have private generators, but that's about it. An official with Doctors Without Borders says that Gaza's biggest hospital only has enough fuel to keep power on for three more days and that they're running out of supplies. The U.S. says that it is talking to Israel and Egypt about options for securing safe passage for civilians living in Gaza who may be caught in the crossfire. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby telling reporters that the efforts are still underway, noting civilians are protected under international law. According to CNN, there is one proposal being discussed where all U.S. citizens would be allowed to pass through the Rafah border crossing into Egypt. But Egypt would need to approve any arrangement. And up until now, they have said they are not interested in taking Palestinian refugees More than 300,000 Israeli reservists have been called up after the Hamas attacks on Saturday, likely waiting now for this ground invasion into Gaza that is certain to bring even more bloodshed on both sides. But the question really is, to what end? And also complicating this, Hamas terrorists kidnapped 150 people from Israel, including Americans. Today, we learned that the French believe some of their citizens are also among the hostages, Moshe, as we know, not here today. For some context, though, I do want to play a clip from the New York Times podcast, The Daily, and a discussion with Steve Erlinger, a former Jerusalem bureau chief from The Times. First, he talks about how difficult a ground invasion will be. On the one hand, he says Hamas has been preparing for this for months, likely setting up IEDs and booby-trapping Gaza, which means this will be extremely difficult for Israeli troops. And Hamas also purposely uses schools and mosques to hide and store munitions. I mean, it's almost inevitable that Israeli strikes on Hamas targets will hit or wound civilians. And it's partly because Hamas deliberately lives among them and um, hides its munitions among them and in mosques and in hospitals. I've seen these things for myself, and I, I don't expect them to be any different this time. And then there is the end game. What does victory look like? Israel left Gaza in 2005, removing their settlers, and then Hamas took over. The problem is Gaza, as someone said to me, for Israel, it's like a one-word argument for the dangers of giving up control and trusting Palestinians to run their own affairs. And Gaza for Palestinians and Palestinian supporters is a one-word argument for Israeli brutality and patronization and colonization of another people. And that's a bridge that's very hard 
to get over. So here we are, uh, not to mention it is looking more and more like Hezbollah, a terrorist group in Lebanon. They could get involved with some clashes on Israel's northern border. The Israeli army also saying it identified a number of launches from Syria into Israeli territory. Again, things are developing really quickly. There is a ton of misinformation out there. We have been updating the Mosh Instagram feed 24-7 with real verified info. So be sure to check it out. Or if you just need a break, which is totally understandable, you could do that too. I have plenty of more news coming up after the break, including a possible pick for speaker on the Republican side. But first, a word from our sponsor. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we're really excited to have them on board, given how much we talk about the importance of mental health on this pod. Mental health, especially important as we deal with topics like the one we were just talking about that are just so heavy. But getting over that threshold to talk to a therapist can be tough for some people, depending on how you grow up and your view of therapy. But talking to somebody, I know that it has helped me in my life through things that I've had to work through. And that is why we are so glad to have BetterHelp as a sponsor here at Mo News. And we have a really incredible deal for the Mo News community. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and it is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Mosh today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Mosh, M-O-S-H. Time now for the speed read. Let's start with politics here in the United States from the Associated Press. Republicans have nominated Representative Steve Scalise to be the next House Speaker. Scalise is currently the majority leader but it is not clear whether or not he's going to get enough votes to secure the position. A small group of Republicans ousted Kevin McCarthy last week. Behind closed doors on Wednesday, Republicans narrowly pushed aside Ohio Representative Jim Jordan. Jordan, by the way, says that he will back Scalise. So Scalise secured the nomination 113 to 99. Scalise is battling blood cancer. He also survived a shooting on lawmakers at a congressional baseball game practice back in 2017. He will now take his candidacy to the House floor, where he'll be up against House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, a Democrat from New York, who Democrats nominated for speaker on Tuesday night. But despite Scalise winning the GOP conference vote, several Republican lawmakers say that they are not ready to back him. That includes Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has publicly said that she will not back Scalise. He needs support from 217 of the 221 House Republicans, which means, and I am pretty bad at math, but he can only lose four Republican votes in order to win the speakership. From the Hill, students are the least prepared for college than they have been in three decades, according to the nonprofit organization that administers the ACT. The organization found more than four in 10 high school seniors hit none of the college readiness benchmarks. This decline marks a 32-year low for high school seniors' scores on the test, with results like this last seen in 1991. Average scores declined in every academic subject, including English, math, reading, and science. The ACT CEO saying we continue to see a rise in the number of seniors leaving high school without meeting any of the college readiness benchmarks. Even as student GPAs continue to rise and students report that they do feel prepared 
to be successful in college. The organization did note that this group of students taking the ACT was hit by the COVID pandemic in their first year of high school, meaning that their time in school was plagued by closures, online learning, and mask mandates. From CNBC, longtime German shoe brand Birkenstock started to trade on the New York Stock Exchange on Wednesday with an opening share price of $41. Birkenstock sold 10.75 million ordinary shares in the offering, which values the company at about $8.64 billion. They were originally seeking a valuation of uh, more than $9 billion. Birkenstock's market debut comes nearly 250 years after it was founded by German cobbler Johann Adam Birkenstock. It remained under family control until 2021 when a private equity company took a majority stake in it. The footwear and apparel sectors have been under pressure this year as consumers shift their spending from goods to services. But researchers say Birkenstock is a longstanding brand and fits into the trend of embracing casual comfort in the workplace after COVID. It continues to grow even in the face of a declining global footwear market as consumers allocate their disposable income to other interests like travel. The current growth being driven apparently by a younger, new consumer base and its rising popularity among celebrities. Even Barbie has been spotted wearing Arizona sandals. And finally, let's end with a little gossip because it has been a rough week. We need it. From NBC News, the Today Show, Jada Pinkett Smith is revealing the truth about her relationship with Will Smith in an exclusive clip from her upcoming NBC News primetime special with Hoda Kotb, which will air tomorrow, October 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Pinkett Smith confirms to Hoda that there is more to her marriage than she had previously shared. She says she and Smith have been separated and lived completely separate lives since 2016, nearly 20 years after they married in 1997. While the two are still legally married, Pinkett Smith explains to Kotb that she and Smith are no longer romantically together. Hoda asks her why they haven't shared their relationship status before. Pinkett Smith says they just weren't ready yet. Their partnership has included headlines about Pinkett Smith's, quote, entanglement with singer August Alsina, as well as Smith slapping Oscars host Chris Rock after he joked about Pinkett Smith's hair at the Academy Awards in 2022. Smith also published a memoir uh, which touched on their marriage back in 2021. All right, time for On This Day in History. On this day in 1492, Italian explorer Christopher Columbus made landfall in the Caribbean, reaching the quote-unquote New World. On this day, October 12th in 1810, the first Oktoberfest was held in Munich and included a horse race to celebrate the marriage of Bavarian royalty. A little political history. On this day in 1901, President Teddy Roosevelt officially changed the name of the president's residence at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue from Executive Mansion to the White House. And some pop culture on this day in history in 1993, Salt and Peppa released their fourth studio album, Very Necessary. That was 28 years ago today. That album includes two of my favorites, Shoop. And what a man. 
All right, everybody, big thank you for listening to the Mo News podcast. It has been a rough news week. A reminder, take care of yourself, go for a walk, take a break from social media. Again, thank you for listening to this podcast. If you like what you hear, share this with your friends. It will help us grow. Follow us and subscribe so you don't miss an episode and uh, review us in the App Store. All right, bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Mo News podcast.